On today's show, we discuss a hypothetical trade that might have some of you rolling your eyes, and we are going to discuss which defenseman Bill Zito could trade for, and Zito has a track record of taking care of his guys early, which are the Panthers. Which Panthers are the ones that Zito is going to take care of before their contract expires? Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Wednesday. First edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers, and as well on Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to everydayers who come here to get your daily Florida Panthers fix and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And you could listen to anywhere you listen to podcasts, but especially on YouTube because we are less than 20 subscribers away from 500, 500 subscribers. So I want to say thank you so much, everybody who support the show. And of course, like I say for the everyday is get your daily Florida Panthers fix. So cats fans, uh, of course, we discussed last episode about the rumor mill that is with Eric Carlson, but based on just me going about my day through my day job and listening to national shows, this story is not going away. And this, I didn't really read this as a form of podcast, but we have a hypothetical trade to talk about when it comes to the Florida Panthers and Eric Carlson, but it is a Winans Wednesday. So... Jacob Winans is back here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. And Jacob, it's been a week now since the Stanley Cup final ended. And we are, and first off, happy first day of summer to you, my friend. Thank you. Happy, happy summer to you as well. Um, it has been, uh, it's been a, a tough week, obviously, because uh, we, we planned for there to be some Panthers games and, uh, we, we had hoped that they would have uh, pulled this series off, but um, yeah, we're like, like we said last week, it's, it's a blessing to be able to cover this team uh, this, this late into, into June. And um, our off season is going to be relatively short. So we're going to look ahead and uh, you know, sports, sports never stop. The, the Marlins are on fire. Um, I, I enjoyed a couple of us soccer games on TV in the CONCACAF nations league. So yeah, uh, Always, always something, always something to watch as a sports fan, and and we're gonna do okay. Yeah, and for me personally, uh, I I got to watch the U.S. Open this week, and I got to see Wyndham Clark win his first uh, first major championship. Uh, has been on tour for for the last four years, and only got his first two wins in the last two months. So, want to say congratulations to uh, Wyndham Clark on getting his. Uh, first major uh he made 7.6 million dollars in the last two months versus the last three years he only made 2.3 so what a turnaround for for career-wise for uh Wyndham Clark but let's get to the hockey my friend um like I said this Eric Carlson story is not going to go away just like the Alex DeBrinkett story is not going to go away for the Panthers as far as 
interest in him. Of course, for the Alex DeBrinket side, if the Panthers are going to trade for him, it's not going to be worth what Ottawa did um, to gave up to get Alex DeBrinket in the first place in in the draft uh, last uh, last season. But as far as the Carlson uh, situation, there's a hypothetical trade that came out uh, from Greg Wyshynski of ESPN on ESPN Plus and his trade proposal for the Florida Panthers to try to find a way to get to Eric Carlson was two different trades. A trade with the Edmonton Oilers that would send Brandon Montour to Edmonton for a 2024 first-round pick. And then Florida would do the following. Trade that same 2024 first-round pick, second-round pick this year, which the Panthers have, and Etulo Sturanen for Eric Carlson. And that tweet of that hypothetical trade doesn't say anything about salary retained from the San Jose Shark side. And looking at that, the the facial expression that I had was kind of similar. Kind of, it, it was like a puking sound. Kind of like when SpongeBob ate Gary's uh, snail food that one time. Uh, so that was my reaction when when I saw that trade proposal. Uh, as far as a hypothetical, what was your reaction when you when you saw that? Um, I hated everything about it. I. I, I I can't really uh, think of a, a better way to explain it. it it's, I, I really hate it. Um, I, I think top to bottom, we were getting hosed in that trade. Um, with with Brandon Montour being sent to Edmonton, I feel like for a first round pick, that's not really, it's not really his value after the season he just had. Uh, you could get a whole lot more than a first round pick for him. And then to just turn around and flip that pick to San Jose, uh, and, and get Eric Carlson, who absolutely had a, a record-breaking year. Um, but he's also 33 years old. He also makes roughly four times Brandon Montour's salary. Um, and he's also under contract for four more years with a very, very lengthy injury history. Um, I don't really see the sense in it. Uh, and, and also, th- that would essentially kill $8 million of cap space for this season coming up, which the Panthers really cannot afford to to, to burn um, because Montour's contract is, is um, at 3 million, roughly 3 million, I believe uh, for this season coming up. And Eric Carlson's deal is, is currently over 11 million. Whatever extension Brandon Montour gets would not kick in this season. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so the Panthers would be burning $8 million uh, with an upgrade to Eric Carlson. And then if you even wanted to consider a, a, some sort of Brandon Montour for Eric Carlson swap, uh, even if there is a third party involved, throwing in Etulo Sturanen doesn't really make any sense to me um, because he, he really had a breakout year and he's shown that there's there's really, really high upside to his game, uh, more than we thought there was. Uh, he, he's not, I really don't think he's a career bottom six player. I think he's a guy who can crack a top six. At worst, he's a, a very high-end third liner. Uh, I, I really don't agree with the idea that we uh, give him up and Brandon Montour to bring back a player in Eric Carlson, who offensively is was fantastic, but his offense is roughly what Brandon Montour and Etu provided points-wise combined for half the price. Uh, so I, I don't I don't see 
I don't see the sense in, in a move like that. Um, I don't, I hope Bill Zito doesn't, doesn't see the sense in a move like that. And I think if, if that were the case, um, I think you'd have a really upset fan base uh, and understandably so. And the the last thing we need to do now is make, make moves to, to rattle this core after what they just did. They, they've earned the right to, to run it back um, and, and bring upgrades along the way. So I, I really don't, I don't see that trade happening, but like you said, this storyline's not going anywhere. Uh, this is the, the cost of being a contender. Players want to play for your team and, the rumors are always going to be flying around your team uh, when you're when you're a, a contender and a serious uh, threat to win a Stanley Cup. There's always going to be rumors and buzz and players that are rumored to want to come there, and that's just the nature of the business. So uh, it's a good position to be in where we're a destination, but uh, you don't like you don't like seeing those kind of trade scenarios where it doesn't work out in your favor because I think that would be a big setback uh, for the Panthers long term if that's what they ended up doing. The, uh, the the only wild card really was Brandon Montour though. I, I want to throw it back to you on this. Do you think there's anything to uh, his his injury status uh, with the shoulder? Um, do you think there's any kind of long term concern there when it comes to extending him? Is that something that you could see being a factor in, in whatever decision they make? Absolutely. I think that um, I think that they um, it's definitely something that could hold it back from from a possible extension and possibly wait until the trade deadline uh next year to to try to do something as well and brandon montour might might want a good a good amount more and and zito might want to might say hey the the we we don't know how you're going to be after this and to put big money on on it it's it's just uh it's it's just a big risk and frank cervelli also tweeted about Brandon Montour being out for possibly the beginning of the season as well, even though Paul Maurice never confirmed it himself in the, in the end of season presser as well. So that's something to definitely uh, look at with the, with the torn labrum that uh, Brandon Montour uh, definitely, definitely has. So it's just, uh, it's it's just a very uh, fluid situation when it comes to the decor. And also, Bill Zito was very stressed when it came to how tight the cap was this year. It was very obvious. Uh, he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to tell us um, in, in front of cameras. It's we were even feeling it as people who watch this team and cover this team as well. And to do that, and to do that while by facilit- fa- facilitating an Eric Carlson trade, you don't want to be in that position again. Uh, definitely not. You definitely don't want to be there as well. So. I, it's a no-go for me making that trade for sure. But there are some defensemen that the Panthers could bring in. We so, spoke about two other uh, defensemen yesterday on who could who they could bring in. But there are a few other names that I would like to discuss with you, Jacob, in segment number two here uh, here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. We're going to discuss that next here. But first, we're going to tell you all about FanDuel. And baseball season's in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet this win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to join today. Don't miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Segment number two here on this Wednesday, June 21st edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. It is a Winans Wednesday edition of the show. Jacob Winans is here for our first 
official off-season edition of Wine Ends Wednesday. So, Jacob, there are a few players out there who are, if you're, I think if you are going to make upgrades to this team, I mean, it's uh, it's spoken about all throughout multiple national shows about how this free agent class isn't the strongest uh, when, when it comes to especially defensemen. And I think that if the Panthers are going to bring some, some, some pieces over, of course, there's two spots on, on the defense that are, are missing right now for, for this team. Part of me thinks that you're going to have to do it via trade. And of course we've, we've said what we've had to say about Eric Carlson, not, nothing against the player, just the cap hit when, when it comes to uh, him, but a few players who, who are in situations of, of contract status that might not, but that are not solved by the current teams they're on. One of them is Brett Pesci of the Carolina Hurricanes. Plays a, a second pairing role uh, over over there, six three two zero six. But the cost of him might be a little too much uh, uh, from what I'm from what I'm hearing. Um, Noah Hannafin of the Calgary Flames is, is one as well. He was part of the Adam Fox, Dougie Hamilton trade that sent him from Carolina over to uh, Calgary in that trade. Uh, here's one as well, Jacob. That was actually written in a collab collab article by David Dork and David Pragnata of the fourth period. Joel Edmondson. Joel Edmondson, a third, a third pair guy who has Stanley Cup experience. That's which is huge. Uh, when you think about possibly bringing someone in who plays big minutes and Kent Hughes wanted a first-round pick at the deadline for Edmondson but didn't get one, so he might have lost a little bit of leverage, which might be good news for the Panthers, and they've done a trade before. And the other one, and this is only because I've heard this recently um, based on uh, Elliot Friedman, Ethan Bear might not get a qualifying offer from the Vancouver Canucks, um, and he's young, 25 years old, he did finish the season on LTIR uh, th- this uh, this season for Vancouver, but out out of these names as players to possibly sign or or trade for, who who are who are the ones that you that stick out to you? Yeah, um, so to address the the free agency class and and trade rumors, this this is no reason to panic uh, for for the Panthers, and I want to stress that because. Um, where some teams may be looking at this free agent class as, oh my gosh, there's not really anything available. We have to go make a big trade if we're going to upgrade this this summer. There are teams that are really in that position. The Panthers are not in that position. The Panthers are, all they need are, are holes to fill and some, uh, minor tweaks and things like that. The Panthers aren't looking for, uh, are, are not necessarily in need of a huge game-changing superstar, a big money free agent. That's not that's not what we're in the market for. Uh, mm-hmm. The Panthers are in the market for depth and filling holes, um, which advantage Panthers. If you're looking at this this free no agency and, and and this trade and this trade season coming up this summer, uh, because they're, they're they don't have the pressure to go make a, a giant blockbuster move. Uh, with that said, Joel Edmonton is a guy I really do like. Um, I think he. he He's a very similar player to to a, a little bit of a younger Mark Stahl, if you look at his game. Uh, left side defenseman, really big guy. Um, maybe not the fastest skater, but really, really sound positionally. Uh, throw, throws the body around. 
uh, really good uh, stay-at-home defense partner for a guy. If you look at Brandon Montour, who, who's going to need a new defense partner this year coming up, assuming Mark Stahl is not brought back, which I don't think he will be. Uh, it, Brandon Montour is going to need a new partner, and Edmondson would fit the bill. Um, Ethan Bear is a name that I really find interesting. Um, a little bit more of an offensive defenseman, uh, not the biggest guy, but I really, I really liked his game in Edmonton. Uh, when he was with the Oilers, I think he was a really, really good young defenseman there. Uh, his development kind of sort of tapered off with with injuries, and, and there was the whole uh, – his time in Edmonton really didn't end well um, with uh, just a, a couple of little playoff mistakes, but, but it turned into a, a lot worse uh, situation outside of hockey uh, with – where there was um, some pretty serious racism involved and some things like that, that no player should ever have to deal with. But uh, I think coming, if he, if he were to come to Florida, he would, he would be here at, at probably less than, than what his talent is worth uh, money wise. I think he's a guy who uh, really fits the bill of the type of guys Bill Zito brings in someone who's uh, really high upside, either had injuries or some or other circumstances that kind of delayed development. You get him at a discount, you bring him in, and he could reach his full potential here in an organization that, that does a really good job of letting these guys develop and, and flourish in, in the right system. So I think Ethan Bear is absolutely the type of player I would I would want to see uh, brought in. Uh, and he plays the right side, so that would raise questions about Radko Gudis' future. But uh, Ethan Bear is, is 100% a player that I would I would consider, especially given his age and his upside at only 25 years old. Uh, he would really fit in well age-wise with with the the cup window we have here. And if if you bring him in at a discount and his game really hits and really takes off, uh, you you've got another another steal uh, potentially a, a, a Josh Mahura Gustav Forsling situation where you bring a guy in who's looking for a home and he he really uh, blossoms. So those are those are definitely a couple of pieces that I would I would keep an eye on uh, through trades. Brett Pesci, I think probably a little bit too high of a price tag on him. And, and again, you have to be really careful trading for someone like Pesci because Carolina is a team we're going to run into again in the playoffs. Um, it, in my opinion, if we're going to win a Stanley cup, that's a team you're going to have to get through anytime mm-hmm. you're going to get through the Eastern conference. And if you trade too much to get Pesci, whatever you traded to the hurricanes, you're going to have to play against that package. Uh, and, and I, I really don't love the idea of giving up a, a high-end prospect and a, a, a really good young roster player, someone like Etu and, and possibly a, a, a good defenseman. I, I don't love the idea of having to run into that in the playoffs. So um, it's a no for me on Pesci. Hannafin's interesting. We'll see what his price tag looks like. Uh, but another big left-side defenseman, I think he'd fit in well here. Uh, Calgary's probably not eager to get fleeced in a trade uh, by, by Bill Zito. It doesn't look so great um, that they gave Price's up Matt already. Chuck. Exactly. And Sam Bennett going back to that one. I, I don't think I think they'll be very cautious dealing with with Bill Zito, even though it is not the same general manager now. Uh, but those are some interesting targets. And then free agency wise, there's, there's definitely some names out there that I really like. Uh, Carson Soucy, Ryan Graves. There's, there's definitely some guys out there that that are interesting to me as uh, potential free agent targets as well. So uh, the defense is going to look different. It is definitely going to look different. And uh, hopefully it, it hopefully it looks a lot better and uh, not just the, the players on the ice, but the, the cap situation. And I think, I think we're in a good position to make some key upgrades uh, to some of those holes on the blue line. 
And I like what you said about how the Panthers don't need to be super desperate in order to 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 fill the holes as well. And one thing about Joel Edmondson is he can play on both sides as well. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. And and Brandon Montour is also uh, that that way as well, um, as far as someone who could play on both sides of the defense. So a lot of interchanging pieces, especially if uh, Brandon Montour is expected to uh, miss miss time here as well. And uh, it. it a good question to ask with uh with a third pair is uh are you are you comfortable with having a very young third pair in Ethan Bear and, and Josh Mahara there as well? That's that's something to definitely consider. But as far as our expectations, I know they made a Cinderella run to the cup, but my expectations as of right this second isn't just go back to the Stanley Cup. It it's so much it's so much it, it's hard it's it's hard to do. And when when you look at teams on paper, that all the teams that the Panthers faced against, they were the other team was the be- better team on paper, but there might be an opportunity for the Panthers to be that better team on paper. But to go through to start back from square one as well, and even to get these pieces uh, there, th- th- as far as the complementary, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough task to do. So I, I'm not like right away. Your, your expectation is to be right back at the Stanley Cup final. My expectation is playoffs, obviously, but it's not just it, – it, it's it's just it, – when when you talk about the grind of, of, a, of a playoff round, it's – it's uh, it, it, I, I just can't put myself there. I agree. Uh, and I, I said this the entire playoff run. It, it, it was very much a um, – it really enjoy that because you, you don't know when you're going to be back. Uh, the opportunities they, they don't all, they don't come as easily as as they may look. Uh, even if the Panthers do make it back to the Stanley Cup final next year or the, the years following that, um, the likelihood of of obviously the first the first round it's a it's a seven game series it takes a lot out of you. But the likelihood of uh, going four one four zero the next two rounds, going eight and one between two rounds, it, that just doesn't really happen usually. So. Uh, it, it looked a lot easier for the Panthers than it really is this season, uh, and uh, and it takes it takes a ton of uh, lucky breaks. It takes a lot of good bounces. It takes a lot of uh, um, good luck in the health department with uh, with with injuries. And the Panthers, they for the most part until the very end, stayed relatively healthy. Were able to uh, to get through that playoff run with with a decent bill of health. So there's so many factors that go into it, uh, and and Hockey is a is a really interesting sport when it comes to to playoff runs because, like you said, you don't just automatically expect to get back. Where in basketball, for example, if you put together a super team of talent, you you almost know like this is a team that's going to get back. Mm-hmm. In hockey, it really doesn't function that way, and all you can do is put a team a, a roster on the ice that has a chance. Uh, and and the Panthers are are going to put another team together next year that has another chance. Uh, and however far they go with that is how, is how far they go with it. But all you can do is, is put as many consecutive rosters in a row that have it, have, that get into the playoffs and have a chance to make a run. Uh, and you let, you let the, the chips fall where they may uh, once, you, once you do that. And I think the Panthers are in a good position to, to put another roster on the ice next season that's going to get to the playoffs and they're going to have a chance to, to make a deep run. And we'll see how far it goes. But uh, this is, it's a multi-year project. It's not a... Uh, Stanley Cup or bust type season. This is a 
a team that's going to have multiple cracks at it, hopefully. And, and, and you just got to find the one year where you're able to break through. Uh, and it could be next year. It could be in the next five years, but, but the process we're we're in it now, the cup window is open. Mm-hmm. And yep. With 16 players returning next season, you definitely got a chance uh, for, for sure uh, next year as well. But we're going to transition over to segment number three. We're going to discuss some of the RFAs for the Panthers this year and the ones who are going to be RFAs next year and who we can see get get an offer or extended a year before they hit RFA status. We're going to discuss that next year on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Segment number three here on this Wednesday, June 21st edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you guys as well for coming back here. Uh, for another edition of Winans Wednesday, Jacob Winans is once again here. And Jacob, we're going to talk some RFAs uh, for, for the Panthers uh, as far as the ones this year and coming up for for the Panthers next year. But let's start with some of the guys who are who are going to be RFAs uh, this year for, for the Panthers. And a, a year ago... Around this time, we were wondering about how a Spencer Knight contract would look like, but with thankfully the Panthers took care of him a year a, a year uh, in advance. Um, and you know, as you could see with the title of the episode, Bill Zito likes to take care of his guys early, just like Alexander Barkov when before he hit UFA status. But we're talking RFA's here. Um, but there's a few RFA's who are who are who are up this year, and a few of them have been are defensemen who have been in the system for a while and just haven't been able to crack the Florida Panthers uh, lineup. Um, Max Gildon has been here since 2017, has, has had a few uh, chances, has, has also had a few stints in Bakersfield, actually two stints. Um, there's no attachment for Bill Zito with Max Gildon uh, he, um, as far as him being a product of Dale Talon's regime as well. John Ludwig, still very young, 22 years old, but but he specifically has a big injury history um, during his uh, during his AHL uh, career, and it's going to be hard to it's do you qualify an offer for him as as a guy who's uh, who's had uh, a few a few uh, unlucky breaks? Uh, that's that's a question to ask. Uh, Alexi Hapaniemi is one. A career year in Charlotte and averaged a point per game in uh, in the Calder Cup playoffs, uh, and the team that the Charlotte Checkers got eliminated uh, by the Hershey Bears are actually playing Game Seven uh, against the Coachella Valley uh, Firebirds. Uh, I believe that's tonight, if I'm not mistaken. I got to double check, uh, but it uh, but a great playoff for him and a career high. Grigory Denisenko struggled in charlotte um this year played a bottom bottom role for for them as well he did play of course in game five of the stanley cup final due to an emergency basis but i think the only reason gregory danisenko is probably going to get an offer because of draft stock where where he was drafted he's gonna they're gonna they're gonna see him as untapped potential but we we've seen Plenty of games of Gregorian Zanisenko. Of course, he's a big body, can hit, uh, but he's uh, struggled at the, at the minor league level too. So that that's a that's a that's a contract that you, of course you do, but you uh, you kind of you kind of uh, 
I have no expectations as well for Grigory Denisenko as well at this point in his uh, in his uh, NHL career. Uh, how do you view the guys who are up for uh, uh, contracts uh, this year as far as the ones named? Yeah, so for uh, for this year's group, um, and there's a couple RFAs on the the main roster uh, who I, I uh, who are due for contract as well, and Giovanni Smith, Colin White. So I'll start with those two. Uh, I think Giovanni Smith and Colin White uh, have both probably played their last games as Panthers. Mm-hmm. Um, Colin White, a guy who you took really take a crack uh, at signing him because he had some untapped potential in Ottawa. I, I don't think he really was the greatest fit. Uh, and started the season on the third line. They they were great defensively to start, really struggled to score. And then uh, he ends up at the end of the year on the fourth line in a line that really, really struggled uh, throughout the entire playoffs. The, the Panthers won uh, a lot of games uh, basically on the strength of their top three lines. The fourth line was mostly a liability. So I think Giovanni Smith, Colin White, uh, they've probably played their last games as Panthers. Um the names you mentioned, I think Grigory Denisenko, he's going to be brought back. Uh, he's a f- former first-round pick. Uh, there's some untapped potential there for sure. He's had some injury issues. Uh, any Anytime a guy misses the, that kind of time that he missed with a broken kneecap, uh, there's going to be some some setback in development. And then also you have to remember uh, he he also had uh, was a victim of really the, the COVID year in the AHL where he had to uh, play on a roster that wasn't really – his uh, he mm-hmm. put in Syracuse um, in a shortened season, so he's he's really a, a year and a half behind development wise, which is tough to overcome. But he's still only 22 years old. There's still some untapped potential. But uh, if we're expecting him to live up to where he was drafted, it, it's probably really not going to happen. Uh, I, I just don't think you give him away for free at this point. He's still a first round pick. There's still some potential there, uh, and he honestly he he he's looked good at times. Um, even in Florida, uh, this the knock on him is not the skill, the talent, the effort. His effort is always there. He's a very high-motor player. It's just the production uh, points-wise. Sometimes mm-hmm. he does everything right. He just can't seem to score a goal. Uh, he's still looking for his first NHL goal. Uh, he's hit the post about four or five times. <laughs> so I think I think he'll get another another year. Uh, he's going to have to prove himself. And if he could dominate at the AHL level, then, then maybe he extends his time. Uh, Alexi Hepaniemi really think he'll be brought back. Um, no reason to give him up, honestly. Uh, I don't think he's going to be an NHL regular anytime soon, but uh, mm. good good insurance policy to have. You can slide him in anywhere in the lineup. A um, couple other guys. I, I know Sarah Noel, his contract is up. He's an RFA. I don't think he'll be brought back. Uh, unfortunate because he's a sec- uh, former second-round pick. Really Had really high upside, but injuries took their bite out of him as well. Um, I th- believe Logan Hutsko is an RFA. I mm-hmm. I would expect to see him back. Um, He's only one year in the system, so that's yeah. I, I would expect to see Logan Hutsko back for sure. Uh, and then on defense, uh, Max Gildon probably not. Um, not not someone that Bill Zito has any ties to. And John Ludwig, he's kind of a wild card, but I think personally, I think he'll get one more year. Given his mm-hmm. injury, uh, his injury history, and he's 22 years old, he's still got he's still young enough where you give him another year to see if he can crack the lineup. But at the minor league level, that defense is going to be tough to crack because there, there's a lot of guys that are uh, on ELCs that are going to get priority playing time uh, developmentally. Tento um, Kinunen's one, he, and he played really, really well this mm-hmm. season. Played really well. Uh, we expect Mike Benning uh, will probably start the year in Charlotte. He's going to uh, be prioritized. Um, 
who who else is there? I, I believe uh, Evan Nouse is. Yeah, I believe Evan Nouse is coming uh, mm-hmm. to the AHL level this season. He's going to get the Memorial time. Cup. He did, and uh, he's a big body. Uh, he's going to be uh, really important developmentally. So there's uh, there there's some guys that are going to make it tough for any any of our RFA defensemen to really compete for playing time. But if they do keep one, it'll be Ludwig, not Gildon. Yeah. And, and there's also a few in, um, big name, uh, well, I guess big name, um, uh, uh, highlighted RFAs for next year who could possibly be extended right before, uh, right at free aid at the start of free agency. Three of them are Etulis Duranen, Anton Lindell, and Josh Mahara. Josh Mahara's extension came really in the middle of, of the season. They liked what they saw out of him, but the chance of it, of it happening again mid-season, probably a wait-and-see kind of project for Josh Mahara. Anton Lindell, this one's interesting. Does Bill Zito, does Bill Zito look at his uh, production in the playoffs after struggling in his sophomore season and say, oh, maybe this is, a, this is an opportunity for us to get him at a low cap hit that he won't say no to now so that they can still – so that when they – where they project him to be that that value of the of the aav will be good on the panther side of things and and they could get ahead of the of the they they don't have to get behind the eight ball there so anton lindell's interesting as far as the guy who's gonna who could get extended uh very soon and that's who the and of course uh of course not a bill zito trade that he uh made um but his um as Palmer said uh right at the beginning of of training camp he's a top nine player and has has proven it at, as far as playing multiple spots and and of course with injuries has been able to fill in from time to time uh that that's another uh that's another uh candidate for for an extension I say Mahura is a definite no uh for as far as the extension for now but could change um later down the line but I think they could try to pull the trigger on an Anton Lindell extension uh, very soon. I agree. Um, and with Josh Mahara, I'll start with him. Uh, I don't think that is in any way saying he won't be a Panther long term. I agree. Uh, I do think he's. I do think he's going to spend multiple years with the Panthers uh, unless he's a part of a, a much bigger trade down the line somewhere. Uh, but I do think he's he he's going to be a cost controlled part of the Panthers blue line. Uh, for at least uh, at least a couple of years, and uh, so I don't think there's any pressure to extend him right now, uh, none. Now with Anton Lindell, his, his contract situation, like you said, is very interesting because a lot of a lot of young guys around his age group with with uh, decent production are getting really are getting long term deals already, no bridge deals. They're getting like seven, eight year extensions. Um, I don't think Anton Lindell is a guy you pull a trigger on a, a, a seven-year extension for, mm-hmm. um, but I do think you you have to consider uh, a, a, he's going to get a sizable raise. It's just a matter of where you place that cap hit, and the way this usually works is if you want to get him for more years, the cap hit is slightly higher. You know, so if you're going to get Anton Lindell on say a three or four-year uh, bridge bridge deal extension. Um, the, the cap is, it's not going to be, it's not going to be that it's not going to be low. Uh, I would, I would assume it'd be somewhere around the 4 million range, um, for, for three, four years, uh, 4 million per year, if I had to guess. Um, and 
for me with Anton Lundell, I would try to get that done ASAP uh, because I think he's really, really poised for a breakout season. Uh, and if he does have a breakout season, now you're talking long-term deal, um, higher AAV. Uh, I don't the think can down the road. Exactly. That. Exactly. So I think you get it done now. Uh, he's coming off a down year, uh, not to take advantage of him or anything, uh, but, but, a bridge deal. We're going to take care of you now, give you the, the time to develop. You don't have to worry about a contract for the next couple of years, just develop and, and we'll see where we land uh, later on when it's time to, to extend long-term. So I think Anton Lindell, you have to prioritize that, get that done ASAP. And then with Etu, that's another kind of tricky one because for me, Etu really showed me a lot of upside. I didn't realize he had offensively. Um, and I think, Realistically, I could really see Etu becoming a, a twenty-five, a twenty-goal, twenty-five assist player uh, on a on a year-to-year basis. I could really see him slotting in with forty-five points per season um, in a middle six role, and I, I I think that upside is there for him. Uh, so I think if you can extend him right now, you do it. Um, and and that AAV probably shouldn't be too astronomical. Mm. Um, at least double what he makes right now. Uh, no more which, than three. Yeah, he'd definitely be around that $3 million range per year, about double what he makes right now. But I think that's perfectly reasonable uh, for what Etu provides. So I, if you can do that, get it done. Uh, but I think you prioritize that behind Anton Lindell. I think Lindell comes first. Yeah, no doubt. He's a homegrown player. And and the attachment of Bill Zito's very first draft pick. So first draft pick. Like, that 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 means something uh, to him for sure. For sure. So, I still believe in baby Barkov. He, he's he's got elite potential. No, no doubt. Uh, and he's definitely uh, proven that o- over the over the postseason. But Jacob, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, where we talked about hypothetical trades, uh, possible uh, possible defensemen that that could uh, that could be on, in a Florida Panthers sweater, and of course uh, our RFA's. Uh, this coming off season and next but let the people know where they can follow you online yep you can find me on twitter at jacob winans eight uh we'll definitely be active there throughout the off season and leading into next season we've uh we've got some excitement coming in these next couple weeks drafting free agency right around the corner no no doubt it's going to be a fun one so thank you so much jacob see you next week looking forward to it and if you like what you're hearing Please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steve Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And every day is make sure you come back for Friday's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast it is, as it is a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. So I'm Ramon Velez. With Jacob Winans. And you've been listening to the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day. <laughs>